1: It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. And a fine Saturday morning to you. Good morning. Hi, Andy. This is, this is, this is an exciting Saturday because Pete's here. Steve's here. I had this dream that there were other people
2: doing the sat mat without us. It was really weird. There were other people what? doing the sat mat. Yes, like I know. It was strange. I was like, there's Yes, were they, they were. Rules? It was it was weird. I was wondering, is this a sat mat? I don't know. What's going
0: on? It was very strange. Let me tell you. After having listened to, to a month and a half of episodes that I was not on, uh, th- this place is now, a, a, a has cultivated a culture of rule breaking. <laughs> and apparently nobody is listening to the links that are posted before shows go up or watching trailers before they go up or, or, or... <laughs> it rules. Is Where we're
2: going, we don't need <laughs> rules.
0: Nobody... Oh, we're in trouble. <laughs> Uh, how you guys, How you guys doing? The big question
1: mm-hmm. is, Pete, how are you? I, I think the audience needs to find out a little bit behind the scenes, a peek behind the curtain. Oh. <laughs> because, okay, yes, uh, we've been, you and I have, our show has been going on. We're, I think, uh, yesterday, just a couple days ago, our fourth episode after our brief hiatus right. went live. This is really, though, the first opportunity you've had to kind of actually have a conversation about,
0: uh, about your own life how, how have you what, been pete uh <laughs> i've been better uh i've also mm. been worse <laughs> <laughs> uh very I, cryptic very cryptic Oh, i i have very <laughs> i have very it, much it. missed, missed no, wait, the no, show. So. <laughs> i very much missed uh the show in fact the the last two episodes you and i have recorded the grand illusion and we also recorded what was it we, a z uh z. and and z we only just recorded that this week and those are the only two podcasts that I've done since the first week of July because uh I was blessed with the covid and uh went to some dark places the covid, the COVID ferry ferry came, came <laughs> and it was uh, bad and it was but it, it wasn't so it wasn't bad i'm fine you can see i'm fine i'm fine uh It, I didn't have to go to the hospital. Um, it was not, it was not a pleasant experience. It is not the flu. Um, it's different than that and it hurts a lot more and it's very strange. (laughs) Some of the things that happen, um, I uh, and so like, for example, I lost all feeling in my left leg just last weekend. And I don't know where that happens. That's an inflammation in the nervous system pushing on things. And suddenly my left leg is that of a crash test dummy. Uh, I have. I, in, in inexplicable shaking, quivering in my right arm occasionally. I go from feeling fine to feeling like I weigh a thousand or three thousand pounds and I have to lie down or I will fall down. Like those, it's the very strange things. I am over the worst of it. I had eight very bad days. And um, and other than that, it has been just recovery. And it's very long. But I have my voice back. And I didn't have my voice for a long time because I was coughing so much and I couldn't breathe. So um, I am very excited to be back <laughs> with a microphone. And I am so Grateful for everybody who has checked in from the community, for listeners of the show. Thank you so much for your concern, and I am so sorry that I have not been good about just writing words of thanks. Um, it's it's been uh, it's just it's been hard to stay on top of of these things while I'm trying to figure out how to stay upright. So I am I'm more right. out of bed than in bed right now these these days, and I'm trying to increase those hours every day. So. And uh, thank you. Well, for those who
1: want to hear what somebody who's just getting over COVID sounds like when they do a podcast, (laughs) check out the Grand Illusion episode. You can hear (laughs) the, the passion Pete has for it. About talking about it while at the same time complete another exhaustion
0: of <laughs> <It was, laughs> the idea of yeah, having to continue talking. There were a talking. lot of cuts in that <laughs> yeah. show. That's an hour <laughs> episode that was hard-earned three hours of recording or something. I mean, it was just it was rough, but but we did it, and right. and so uh, no, it feels good. Can I the the more important stuff though? I I think I only watched like two movies the entire time, and one of them was your recommendation, which was Scoob, and man, was that a turd. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> recommendation
1: you say <laughs> I would I would very lightly say Pete, it was Pete, a recommendation I think to I gave it three stars <laughs> that sounds like a recommendation to me <laughs> I don't think it was screaming from the rooftops everybody go see Scoob <laughs> I had fun I with it, but I grew up with the characters. I grew up with all the Hanna-Barbera, like the the Laugh-Olympics and all that sort of stuff. So seeing those characters all come together, I enjoyed It's not a great movie, but I still had fun with it.
0: I should tell you that it was in this. We watched it, and my family was quarantined away from me. So they were all down in the living room, and I was in bed with my iPad, and we were screaming at each other. Okay, you ready to press play? One, two, three, play. Okay, now turn up the volume to make sure it's in the same. It's not at the same place. Okay, you're gonna press pause for. Wait a minute, three, four, five seconds. Okay, is it in the same place? I mean, it was. <laughs> it, it, that may have That's had something to do. With it. We were we were trying South to do a family Lego movie circus. night, and it was just not working. No. too All funny, right.
1: too funny, too funny. Well, before we before we go uh, any further, I do have something to play
3: for you. So. <gasps> Hey, hold on. (laughs) Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minutes. I'm Kyle Olson from the Road to Infinity podcast. Hey, and I'm Rob Cabasco and Kyle. Yes, sir. Hey, have you ever wondered what makes for a strong relationship? What makes us long for those we love? Oh, uh Every day, Rob, every day. I know me, me too. But, you know, driven by an urge to answer these questions, researchers at the University of Colorado set off by studying brain images of prairie voles. And the reason why is because they belong to the five percent of mammals, including humans inclined toward monogamy. Oh, that's true. And I believe that uh, voles are also they have the lowest body temperature of any mammals. You got me there. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't <know> that. <laughs> but that's not what we're talking about. No, that's that not game. what we're talking about. So, you know, the researchers speculate the hormones such as oxytocin, vasopressin, dopamine, all sure. involved in establishing trust and close good stuff. Why do I bring that up? Because, Kyle, there's one of our own who we are just we're thrilled to have back. We've missed and we just wanted to welcome him back.
2: That's right, because we're here not to talk about any
1: Marvel movies, but to welcome back our own Pete, who's been down with the COVID, uh, but he has made a miraculous recovery and he is making his triumphant return to the sat mat and to our hearts. And we just wanted to take a
2: minute
3: to say, welcome back, Pete. We missed you and uh, sorry about the mess. We'll clean it up. Yeah, I promise. And also wash your hands. Yeah, stay safe. Damn it. (laughs) <laughs> that goes for all of us, by the way. That's right. That, that's a blanket statement for everyone out there. We'll let you get on with the show, but
2: we just wanted to say we love you, Pete. Stay healthy. We'll see you further on up the road.
3: Welcome back.
0: <laughs> I love those guys. Come on. <laughs> a
1: little interjection from our Marvel There's movie minute. Channel, so there you
0: go. I, I, yeah, I was, I was thinking as we were talking about it because it's, it's been to the first time I wrote anybody. Complaining about symptoms. The day it got so bad I had to acknowledge it was 44 days ago today. 44 days, wow. you guys. That's stupid. Yeah. That's, that's yes, a it is. Yeah, flu. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, uh, Rob and Kyle, they're they're the best, and we could not be luckier than having them do that. They're very kind. Thank you guys so much. They're
2: just that. priming the pump for when your new mutant powers are Absolutely. revealed after getting the COVID. So. <laughs> I mean, either that or this is the greatest marketing plan for the new mutants that has ever existed. Because <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's get a virus in the world.
2: That's brilliant. That's a... <laughs> Pete's one of the new mutants. He's wanted to see that movie so
0: much, and for... is one of them now. I can, I can actually do you want to make smoke start coming out my nose. I can do it. I do this every two hours. I want you to die.
1: <laughs> wow. oh wow all right well um, yeah so pete you you started throwing movie news yeah. er, movies at us uh yeah. you, you watched, Scoob. I that did. I watched scoop that was apparently your highlight I, I watched,
0: of, of your whole well COVID i mean break. i think steve will appreciate my efforts to stay connected to pop culture more than than you will probably because I didn't watch a lot of movies but I watched a ton of shows and uh, I finished up uh, or I watched uh, Watchmen. oh. Yes. Which I had not seen, which was extraordinary. Uh, I did six seasons, all six seasons of The Americans. Oh, oh. Uh, that's a treat. That is, you feel like you have the bends <laughs> when you come up from there. But I I loved that so much, and I did it just in time that I was able to watch all of Perry Mason uh, on the new HBO Perry Mason, which was also, I mean, you know, for a period that I love so much. Like, it's, it's dark. It's really dark. But I had a great time with that show. Uh, I also so watched the boys mm. on amazon which was you talk about uh really messing with superheroes they've they have uh, cornered the market on making good guys really really bad <laughs> and i thought that was an awesome uh thing to watch just coming into tonight's list so uh yeah so i i watched a lot of tv uh just finished uh agents of shield uh, which which was uh, they've now ended that show. And I'm very disappointed because I think they right, finally right. they they really figured out how to do it, how to do Marvel on the small screen. So, uh, yeah, I got through a lot of episodes of shows. <laughs> uh, and so I got. I finished. I, I finished the last season of something. My wife said, "Well, I guess you're not sick anymore." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> was that was that the queue. <laughs> no, it's it. it yeah, it's so yeah, there was a lot of watching. I'll tell you, there's some. Ex- I didn't watch anything that felt just stupid, except for one. Truth. Be- mm. I watched. I finished. Truth be told, on Apple TV Plus. And that is about the uh, uh, podcaster uh, with, uh, what's his name, Breaking Bad, Aaron. Aaron Paul. Paul. Aaron Paul and Octavia Spencer. And she's a podcaster right. doing a true crime podcast. And there were, it is a premise that I think is cool. And there were some things in there that were just forehead-slappingly dumb. And the final wow. episodes were just such uh convoluted mess of disappointment that, um, you know, I, I I don't know if it I, I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't get picked up again. If it hasn't already, I'm not up on that news. But uh, it was not a great experience. And after, you know, I really enjoyed the morning show and um, uh, for all mankind. And I mean, this was just a, a real low point. So I was frustrated by that. But that's, that's my media report from okay. COVID land. Gotcha. What about you, Steve? You've been a little, a little busy yeah. in
1: uh, in your yes. real life, but have you had a chance to watch much? Andy, I have issues.
2: Mm. I have concerns. I have questions. Do tell. I have, I have something to take up with you, sir. You're a big fan <gasps> oh, of the. You're, you're <laughs> a big fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, aren't you?
1: I enjoy, and, I enjoy that. Right,
2: yes. and you know what? Some of the trademarks of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is this expansive world, but some of the other things that the fans really got into were like the 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 post credit. You know, little snippets, you know, people would hang around at the end of a Marvel movie for the little teaser or whatever you would call it at the end. Right. And we had huge cast with these long character story arcs, all of these things. You know where that started, Andy? You know where that started? That started with Pirates of the Caribbean, Andy. (laughs) That all started with Pirates of the Caribbean, Andy. Because Zoe Saldana is actually in the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. We have huge world building with character arcs that go over multiple movies. And at the end of those movies, there are post-credit little teasers. You've got the monkey at the end of the first one. You've got the dog sitting on the throne with the bone at the second one. Disney was priming all of that right there. We would not have the Marvel Cinematic Universe as we know it today if it was not for the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. People sat down for Pirates of the Caribbean movies that were well over two hours long. Disney saw that and said, we can do this with Marvel. I take issue. I take umbrage with your low ratings of these movies. <laughs> Very upsetting to this household. Like, what is wrong with that? Two and a half stars? Two and a half stars. That first movie is a classic. That was a high point. It was. The first one is a classic in our household. I... Shame wow. on you, Andy Nelson. Shame, wow. shame on you. Uh, okay. All right. Well, <laughs> I was I, actually, I was actually, appreciate. I have
0: to share in some of Steve's surprise, if not his really weird rage about this. Uh, because I uh, <laughs> I actually was really surprised given the, the amount of crap that you actually have no trouble watching. And Pirates of the Caribbean, <laughs> you didn't get more joy out of. <laughs>
2: Because you know Scoob is great. That's three stars. Johnny Depp, you know, two and
1: a half.
0: Hit it out of the park. That
1: was a great callback. I give you, I give you uh, all the world building kudos for that franchise. They do, and I, I said that in my review. You did. You do. Incredible world building, but man are those things a slog just like the action sequences just feel like they're going on forever i mean if those films had cut half hour 45 minutes out they would probably be great and you know it's just they're just so boring it's just like oh my god now they're rolling around in the wheels <laughs> through the jungle how much longer <laughs> i gotta to go to bathroom come back and it's finally <laughs> oh finishing up oh my gosh uh, you know
2: it's It's funny you mentioned that scene because my wife actually said, what's Andy's problem with that movie? Is it the rolling around in the cages? That scene is so much fun. Does he not like that? Well, now we know.
1: This, that's how every scene feels they all oh. feel like oh, just such a slog of going through this again <laughs> now they're in this ball now they're in a wheel You know, it's just like oh, it's just one thing after another wow. and it just i don't know i just i found it to be tedious but i love the world like yes i found it to be really fascinating the way that they built this crazy unrealistic fantastical world with like fish people and everything I mean, it's really cool and in the third one when they um, like flip the boat to get from one the uh, wherever they were um, to the real world uh, you know I was like that's that's a really cool idea like they they came up with a lot of really neat things but just if they could just figure out a way to shorten those things they'd be fine I mean I think Johnny Depp is actually really enjoyable as as uh, uh, Jack Sparrow and I think it was Will and Elizabeth that I tired with because by the time I got to the fourth film, and I, we still haven't watched the fifth film, but by the time we got to the fourth film, I'm like, okay, this at least I feel like is, is as enjoyable as the first one, i.e., two and a half stars. <laughs> um, but, but you know, I I know I know a lot of people yeah. didn't like. My yeah. daughter didn't like the fourth one. That's yeah. her least favorite because she loves Will and Elizabeth. But eh, what are you? What? I you know thirteen. That's bonkers to me. Well, I think she just really connects with the Elizabeth character. Oh know? yeah,
0: so yeah. I mean, I guess I don't. I don't see it. I'm in it for the pirates. I'm not in it for her.
1: <laughs> well, she is a pirate. She by is the a end. pirate. She's
0: the pirate king. Come on, by She's the third point, pirate, pirate did king, she? Did she the, really? Earn yes. it. The well,
1: Singapore yes. tribe, whatever they are. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes. All right.
2: But other than that, it was well. The thing it All was right. funny was because I was on my Disney Plus and I saw that they had put the newest Pirates of the Caribbean on there. The Dead Men Tell No Tales, and I thought, oh, I was. we started watching that, and I said, wait, I think we're missing one, the one before yes. that, and I said, okay, well, wait, that's not a Disney Plus, and then my wife said, well, wait a second, I'm trying to remember where the trilogy ends, so we went back and watched At World's End, and we had just finished watching that one when you posted your two-and-a-half-star review of the first one, <laughs> and so the next day we said... How can he be so wrong? We need to watch this one again to just confirm. Yes, he is completely wrong. This film is as fun as any action adventure movie that that we can think of. So, but it was it's, it was interesting. It was it was one of those like patient zero moments, you know, of just it seemed like it, it launched a whole lot of people watching that franchise. And what I don't understand is why. The fourth one is not on Disney Plus because all the well, other I ones looked are. into that because yes. I was
1: frustrated that I actually yes. had to pay to rent it for my oh. kids. <laughs> because I'm like, why is this yes. the one that's right. not here? Yeah. and this was when Disney Plus first started. They they had a bunch of stuff on, and then they had to retract a number of films. I can't remember how many. It was in the articles that yeah. I was looking at, but there were still deals in place with other oh, places okay. that had um, the the rights to play it for X amount of time, and so that so. They put it on there initially, and then they had to yank a bunch of stuff because of that. So now they're waiting for what it, wherever it is oh. to finish that contract. And then once that happens, then they'll be able to put it back on. Because I
2: know that was the issue with some of the Marvel stuff that was still on Netflix for exactly. a while
0: before it finally all came over. Okay. Right, 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 right. It's just a hotbed of turmoil around Pirates of the Caribbean. I did not see that happening tonight. <laughs> right?
2: I know. Well, I was I was about to go off on Discord, and I thought, no, I'm saving this for the show. I will save this for the show <laughs> because I need to look him in the eye, and have this conversation with him, or the them. ear, or the ear, ear. to ear, ear He's to ear. <laughs> yes.
1: Well, thank you for that. I uh, <laughs> we will forever differ on that point. We all, appreciate we, you We always, we always
2: will, and yes, and I will never watch Scoop because I just have no desire <laughs> to watch more. It's got Blue Falcon and Dino Mut. What, what more do you need? Captain yes. Caveman. I know. No, it I, I, that's that. No, I I agree. But that's one of those things where I think I love having that in my childhood because if I revisit it, I I fear that it will it will not live up to the nostalgia and it will be something where I will say,
0: eh, okay, why? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I did watch another movie, and it was my uh, host pick of the week over on Instagram that I have to give a shout-out to Palm Palm Springs. Yes, If you haven't watched it yet, go watch that movie. It's fantastic. I absolutely adored that film.
1: And while you're at it, go follow us on Instagram.
0: Yes. Oh, do that, too. Yes.
1: (laughs) There we
2: go. We're we're getting in the swing of things. we got to plug those promo things right instagram that's right,
1: right. that's right uh, we're going crazy over on instagram there's lots a of a good stuff one of us is, so, yes yeah it's been a little busy three <laughs> posts a day up on instagram trying to get uh more action over there it's fun though a it lot is fun. of, a lot it of is movie fine. posts yes so so check it out follow us there well, I feel like we need to uh, jump into news, and I feel like the first thing, since you have been talking about TV, Pete, uh, and everything, um, I, I jumping back to our joy of '80s cartoons. Did you guys watch the <laughs> the the fun intro made Jason and Friends? The little the lead in uh, imaginary uh, opening of the Saturday morning '80s cartoon with <laughs> that was a Friday the Thirteenth spinoff. <laughs>
2: Yes! <laughs> it was wow, that was—I wow. mean—I
1: love that because it
2: was. I had forgotten that like there were so many things in the eighties and nineties that were given their own animated series, like that RoboCop, there was a Cop for Pete's sake. Right. Like, that yeah. should
1: not have been an animated right.
2: series right. Yes. for kids. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I remember Beetlejuice. I think wasn't there like a <laughs> Mike Tyson cartoon the, or yep. something? Yes. Yep. All these things yeah. that yep. just.
1: Back in the day when MC uh, Hammer, yeah, oh my gosh, yes, Dumb and Dumber, <laughs> Police Academy, Police Academy, no. in our what? Way? What? what? Police in Academy, yeah. yeah, yes. Well, uh, I these never saw further that. Adventures this... of the Police. Yes.
0: <laughs> this this one this one was perfect. The Friday the Thirteenth cartoon uh, intro when he goes after the two guys with their heads. <laughs> Over and over and over and over again. It's it's the perfect homage to 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 Scooby Doo to all of the cartoons that we used to watch, and it it's uh, kind of how I felt watching Scoob. <laughs>
1: well, he even has the dog sidekick yes, with, yeah. his own, with his own his mask. mask. <laughs> yep. This is over on the Frank's Kid uh, Instagram page. Uh, Mike Chichi, I think, um, does a lot of uh, little '80s art kind of obscure things done in that kind of retro style. And this was one of them. It's just, it is a delight. Uh, definitely check that out on his Instagram page. Steve, you posted something over in our Discord group the other day um, that I feel like now we need to talk about because uh, it apparently created quite a fervor, not just because... Of the, the fans of, of physical media, but then because it, it came out that it may actually be uh just a vicious rumor.
2: Yeah, that's it's one of these gray areas where the initial reporting was from some inside sources, and you know how how valid are those? And then the the counter-reports from a Disney spokesperson who is not named, uh it's all up in the air. But it it's the idea that and it started with this legend you know reporting that um disney was not going to be doing any physical you know 4k media for a lot of particularly a lot of the the back catalog stuff from the acquisition i think that's the thing that's that's more upsetting to people and, and for me this was sort of on the on the tales of the whole Mulan, you know, only coming out on Disney Plus for twenty nine ninety nine, all of that they're putting everything into Disney Plus, and so this sort of seemed the next logical step of we're gonna have stuff on Disney Plus, we're not gonna release physical media, and I know that's all the Fox properties and back catalog, and people are craving their four K, you know, versions of that on on physical media, uh, whether or not that will happen, who's to say? But I made the case that, you know, it's physical media is dying out. It's a trend that's downward. Um, and to me, it makes sense why they would, you know, do that. I it was funny because we I just had a conversation with somebody the other day about 4K, and they said, Well, should I get a 4K TV? And I said, Well, how big are you, how big is your screen gonna be and how close are you gonna sit to it? Because if you already have an HD TV, unless you're getting something like 80 inches and you're sitting like six. Feet or closer to it. You're not likely going to notice that much of a difference on the screen. So that's the that's the other thing I I sort of have issue with the 4K is it's you're just okay. You you bought Star Wars on VHS, then you got it on DVD, and then you got the special edition on Blu-ray, and now you're going to pay for it on 4K. And is it really noticeable of a difference to have it in that in that format? Um, you know, it, it's one of these things that why why the desire to to get the newest version of it when really it's it's just you're paying for the same thing you already have and if you have a good blu-ray player and a, a good hd tv
0: i think you're you're going to be fine you you don't need the 4k version and you're going to be just fine steve the day you turn 70 happy birthday old man <laughs>
2: what what are you talking about? i'm not the one holding on to the old old ways of media i'm like give me my digital versions Give me my I know, But you want
0: to watch it on a tiny HD TV? No. Oh my gosh, I just that 1920 no, no, no. by 1080 is just too small, Steve. No, what are you talking about? My screen's I not that small. Okay. No, yeah. I will tell you. I I did end up in all seriousness, my my HD TV finally popped and I had to upgrade my TV and you know, TVs are crazy. They're they yeah. just the whole economics of a television set is beyond me. I don't right. understand. Why I can get the size of equipment that I can, but I can, and so you know, we I ended up with a with a um, with a four K, and it's really lovely. Oh, I sure, was yeah. like it's lovely. I like to stand actually about ten inches away from it and turn on some of the Apple screensavers <laughs> and feel like I'm scuba diving or playing with the whales because yes. it's magical. Um, but but I am with you. I think the challenge with this uh, this whole you know. Does it, the the headline is totally believable. Like it yes. is going to happen, and I'm yeah. sorry for you Blu-ray people. I'm sorry, but it's gonna happen, and and it was too soon. It's definitely too soon. <laughs> That's all. It's not a question of if. It's not. It too is soon. a question of when. Well, it's not too yeah. soon. It, I mean, DVDs
2: have. I remember getting my first one of my first DVDs. I got The Matrix on DVD, and so that was probably. Twenty years ago, and so then Blu-ray came along. How long after that? I mean, it's a format that's been around for yeah. over a decade, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, we're gonna switch from Blu-ray. We're gonna go to four K, and then another seven years, you are gonna have to go to something else. I mean, the the one the I find it surprising the the one you know CDs have been around since the eighties, and we we don't have we don't have format shifts in music really. You've gone to streaming, but that's it. it we had cassette, we had you had vinyl yeah. you had eight track you had cassette c d and then there's nothing more, but for video format, we keep always having to make minor minor improvements that cause an entire shift in in product and in devices for
0: it well, what do you think though about the argument that what cds moving to streaming didn't have is a a great an outsized impact on disenfranchisement and in, in in media access and entertainment access there are still way too many people who don't have access to the kind of technology that they need to turn on streaming in their homes. And the the uh, again, you know, I can go to Spotify or Apple and get 98 percent of what I listen to and stream it right now with with one of those services. Uh, But I can't do that in in streaming media right now. It's mayhem. It's It's crazy. Right. There's. And and so I, I just think there are still so many unsolved challenges that just sticking with your, you know, with your physical media solves. And and I'm a I'm a cheerleader for streaming media. I prefer it.
1: It's, it really boils down to, like, picture quality because yeah. I mean, music, I mean, it's it's so much easier to stream music, even, like, really high-quality music, than it is to stream a picture. And that's really what it boils down to because, I mean, once your internet is having issues, all of a sudden you've got really bad picture. Like, the, you know, the satellite – back in the satellite days, the satellite would be behind, you know, clouds and there's a thunderstorm and now you're just getting, like, a bunch of pixels moving around on your screen. Oh, and let
0: me tell you what looks great is 4K striping in your blacks, right?
1: <laughs> Right, exactly. Amazing. <laughs> exactly. So I think that's what it boils down to. And some people really like having that great picture quality. Now I'm I am a I I am I'm kind of uh the omnivore of the group here. I right. definitely uh have plenty of physical media, but I'm I've made a mostly a switch to streaming and digital media. The only time I'm really enjoying my physical media is for limited releases, and that's my Fear is. I mean, there, there's such a huge quantity of entertainment that is just not getting released. And if it weren't for these these uh, specialty houses like Twilight Time, like Kino Lorber, places like that, you're not going to be getting some of those more limited releases. And those are what I really still enjoy getting on physical media. And same thing with CD. I still am. You know, there's a few CD places that I still follow just to get specific uh, releases because they're not getting released in any other way. And uh, and so that's that's yeah. my dilemma but you know i'm not as concerned if i have just the blu-ray versus the 4k i know that's a big issue for some people and i i certainly have friends on both sides of the argument but um i i guess yeah i i see it like you guys do the inevitable point yeah. when this will be something where all that Eventually will stop. But I do think that there's an awful lot of people out there still who just don't have the Internet at a place where they right. can really do all of that. And it's so much easier for a lot of people to just go over to Goodwill and pick up a, a DVD for two bucks and just you know have it there or go to the Redbox or whatever it is.
0: I think we will post in the show notes, we'll post the original link, we'll post the follow-up link that says the original link was bogus. Uh, You can read them and see what all the insiders are or not saying. Uh, But also, you should uh, back up all your stuff. (laughs) I
2: Yes, I can tell you that, because uh, Father's Day, I tried to watch my Interstellar on my Blu-ray, and there's some flaw or scratch in my disc. And so... I get to one point and nope, no good. Let me switch over to streaming. You're, you're going to work. Yeah. yeah that's, and that's
1: definitely one that's easy to find, streaming. Yes. So you don't oh, have yes. to worry about that.
2: And I'm glad you've come around on that one, Andrew. I'm glad you've I, come I mean, around. I've come
1: around a, a while ago. It's oh, just, I know. you know, I, you're always complaining about it. And I just want to stick it for the physical <laughs> you're media guys. because there's
0: complaining about it.
1: There's, I think there's a, a huge reason why yeah. physical media should continue existing because yeah. we're just not getting those specialty releases. No, that is uh, very much true. No, and that's no, incredibly that, frustrating. No, that was,
0: this is so meta because I think Steve was actually referring to your opinion on Interstellar. But it's true. But yes. it yes. totally oh. applies yes. to your opinion on sound. physical <laughs> media, too. <laughs> That's where I was, but and that's I will. Amazing, I will concede that's that funny. point,
2: Andy, because that was you know it, for a long time it was very hard to track down a DVD copy of Drop Dead Gorgeous, which is an amazing film, and then it showed up on Hulu briefly for for a couple of months, but it is again gone. And unless you happen to have the DVD of that, you're going to find yourself you, you're not going to be able to find it streaming anywhere. And that's that is the challenge. I agree for some of the smaller films until. You know, there's more streaming options or consolidation or something that happens uh, to make some of those smaller titles more more available to to the general audiences. Well,
0: and to and to to resolve confusion, I think this is a a real challenge when it comes to director's cuts, alternative cuts, Uh, you know, just try to figure out which, you know, which is the canonical version of of. you know, name it. Blade Aiden's, Runner. Uh, Blade Runner. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. If I could just find that sweet, sweet Blade Runner, the lost cut in uh, I A- Apple uh iTunes, yeah. that would be really swell, but you can't, and it's not in their best interest to give you a variety of choices because it's a customer service nightmare for people who don't know. Well, that's the problem with these movie houses, and I think you know to the same extent the the problem with with you know Spotify and Apple uh, Apple Music having the corner, the massive corner of the streaming market is for people who really do care about versions. They suck oh, in these yes. services.
2: Oh yeah, that was a. Uh... That was one of the things with uh I mean you look at the Beatles because you have the the American yeah. versions of the albums and then the original British versions. And that's usually what you find. And there's there's many times where I go to look for an album that's and I'm like, this isn't the right version of it. It's yeah. it's a it's a re-release and there's tracks that have changed. I'm like, no, I want the version that I bought back then. So yes, that, that is one of the issues of multiple versions, particularly, you know, with with what is what is the one that is the for lack of a better term, approved or, or official version of something. right, right.
0: And, and well, giving us choices.
1: And, and it also, I mean, we're speaking specifically in kind of problems that we're dealing with in the world of cinema in the United right. States. Yes, I mean, we're right. not even touching on how complex it is once you start dealing with film rights across borders because, right. I mean, we we have plenty of people who tune into the show and are in our Discord groups who are in other countries who don't have access to these things that we're talking about that are streaming because of the fact that it costs, I mean, like Criterion Channel is a perfect yes. example. It costs a lot of extra money to license those films in other countries. And uh, it's just, a it's a very much a kind of a legalistic nightmare to kind of handle all of that. And uh, you know, obviously it's doable. Physical media gets sorted out. I think It's just something else that the streaming media is going to have to get to at some point because there are plenty of people champing at the bit overseas. But there's another reason why physical media is. A well,
0: this is this was a problem that should have been solved uh when someone, and I hope that person isn't sleeping well at night, someone during the DVD specification committee meetings, when they decided that having regions on DVD players was an okay thing to saddle the planet with. That that person yeah. I hope is living with nightmares yeah. uh of being buried in DVDs every night hence. That that, uh, you know, I mean, that cemented a culture of country favoritism in in rights management that is just bizarre uh, to me. So it's our it's yeah. the legacy.
1: And then that's even more frustrating because then there are people who are like, oh, well, if you're going to get that movie, make sure you get the region two version of that mm-hmm. because it's a much better uh, restoration of the film and it's got a lot better you know, different, uh, additional bonus features and stuff. Yeah. And it's just like, all of a sudden it's like, and I have friends who are like really into that. And it's like, that's too much for me. I'm not ordering a special region zero, uh, Blu-ray player from Spain just so I can watch X movie. Um, but people do yeah. because of those sorts yeah. of uh, things. Right. And I, I mean, yeah, I love all that stuff, but it's, uh, I mean, there certainly does come a point where you gotta say no.
0: Well, if you want to learn more, uh, read any movie's Amazon review thread, uh, <laughs> and let's move on.
1: Oh, do you guys remember? Uh, the, okay, so two things that Steven Spielberg did uh, back in the late 90s, early aughts that I think are interesting. Steve, you posted an article about the game that was uh, a very interesting uh, video game to play where it was called Director's Chair, Steven Spielberg's Director's Chair, where you got to actually kind of make a movie with him. What did you find about that?
2: So apparently, you know, with nostalgia and with things on physical media, there's there's the ability to rip those things from that format and and put that online. So apparently someone has taken the CD-ROM game of Steven Spielberg's Director's Chair— pulled the video stuff off and uploaded it, I think, to YouTube. So it's sort of like a choose-your-own-adventure type interface. So it's not exactly the same, but if you remember mid-90s CD-ROMs, it was pretty much, you know, you'd watch a video clip. You had to select one or two choices. I mean, it, it wasn't much more advanced than the Dragon's Lair video game, right? Of You just you have key points, and then you make your choice, and that would load up another video segment for you to watch. But this is one I remember hearing about, but I don't think I ever played it. Because I, I think I would have remembered this, a movie that oh, you were making starring Jennifer Aniston, <laughs> Quentin Tarantino, and Penn and Teller. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I had it. It You had it.
1: Okay. It was, oh yes. And it wasn't really that great of a game. It was clunky because it was like a dragon's lair sort of thing where you're like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then the makeup artist would come on screen. Oh, I'm (laughs) sorry. It's going to take an extra hour to get his, his, the makeup done. (laughs) We're going to be running behind. (laughs) And then you had to, it's just like, oh, geez. Yeah.
2: There was there. I have this,
0: never, I've never even heard of this.
1: Oh, see,
2: How I was this news to me. I, I don't know where you were in the mid '90s. See, I was hooked on another game that came out in the late '90s that was a, a somebody just made and threw out on the internet that was called Sim Cinema. And it was bare bones type of interface, just text. And you would you would name your you would pick the name of your movie. You would select the genre, and it was just like checklist boxes. You could pick your stars, and then you would go through your production cycle. And it would randomize little um, events where it was like, oh, there's a delay on this. And then you would release the film, and it would it would track over the weeks of, like, how it did box office. So it simulated the whole production process. And the thing was, you could come up with great names. You could put whatever actors and directors. It was just text fields to put in there. But I always wanted something more than that because it was it – was, I knew it was random in, in text. So then, you know, when I heard about the Steven Spielberg CD thing come out, I was excited about it. But I think probably initial reviews were not that great for it. So – I don't
1: know where you it were, Pete. It does not look it, like yeah. it.
2: Yeah. Well, it was rough. So, Andy, you said game. there were two things with Steven Spielberg in the 90s. What was that? Well they you,
1: you posted this, and it just made me think of that TV show that he did in the, in the aughts on oh, the lot. Oh, Yes. Which was, a, oh, was that's kind right. of a reality TV show trying to find the next, you know, next Steven Spielberg, basically. Right. And it was a, a TV show that really kind of, unfortunately, totally bombed. But yes. I loved it. I followed it all the way through. And just before the show, uh, before we started recording, I was kind of just clicking around to see what happened to any of those names. Did any of them make it? And it's funny, very much like, you know, um, America's Got Talent or any of those, uh, The Voice, whatever it is. It's it's not necessarily the winner who ended up right. making it, but it's like the person close, like one of the last <laughs> eliminated people who's actually done something. Um, Will Bigham won. He didn't really get anywhere with his career. But Adam Stein came in third, and he's gone on to... Uh, to do some writing and directing he's uh recent and, and editing and stuff i think he's recently done a uh a feature just la- a couple years ago called freaks which i didn't hear about oh. but he did that he's directed some stuff for kim uh kim possible did some jimmy kimmel live stuff so it's like oh there you go it, some people did come out of this even though the show is another a total flop so yeah there you go two odd media things for steven spielberg to be involved in
2: i remember that show and i remember thinking oh this will be exciting like a yeah, um, yeah. Any of these singing competition shows where you think, oh, okay, they'll they'll put their movie up, the audience will. Vote. But the the difference between learning to, to sing a song and, and and sing it is is very simple. The whole project of compiling a movie and putting it together, as we learned from like Project Greenlight, is it's it's not simple. It's not that entertaining uh, to, to watch people struggle. <laughs> and right. that's that's the real trick. <laughs> yes, it's boring as hell. Yes, it is. <laughs> So that's, I do remember that. I had completely forgotten about
1: it On the Lot. Yes. Yeah, you didn't learn from the Project Greenlight people that yeah. you know, audiences just really struggle caring about people by, in the behind the scenes of making yes. movies. Yes, Right,
0: right. That's why the behind the scenes are always like 20 minutes after the movie's <laughs> <Yes>. made. <laughs>
1: right.
0: Right, most people skip it. Yeah, exactly. Can we just talk briefly about this AMC thing? We should,
1: because we... uh, I know Pete, next week, uh, as soon as AMC opens their doors, you're going. 15 cents for a movie tickets to see Empire Strikes Back. I know you tell. are going to be there. <laughs> Screw the mask. You've already had it. You don't need
0: that. You know, I'll tell you, <laughs> not worth it. 15 cents, not worth it. Uh, and, and it just makes, I was wondering what you guys think, because I, I'll tell you, I have some, and, and I know I'm of the three of us, I might be sitting in a place of unique anxiety around, um, you know, backsliding is what my doctors are very afraid of right now. And they just viral load is a thing. Thing that we're talking about i it's going to take um a significant amount of time to get me to go, to go back to a theater i'm going to miss a lot of first run movies over the next you know number of years i'm just not going to a theater i don't know what it's going to take but i'm not ready and i know that's my anxiety talking but i'm curious where you guys stand
1: i don't know like i keep saying tenet imax september yeah I'm so tempted. I I heard somebody who cuz you know there's sporadic little movie theaters that have been opening around the world and stuff like that. I heard somebody online who went to see a movie and they said it was great. I had like I was one of like 5 people in there and we had so much <laughs> social distance. It was perfect. I'm like, "Well, okay, maybe I will go because if that's how it is, sure. But if it's like a packed house, it's just like, gosh, I just I don't know if I'm that interested in in going anytime soon, which is really frustrating. Yeah, the last really time
2: I was in the theater, I was Sitting one seat away from that gentleman, and we were watching The Hunt. Mm. Oh, yeah. That was the last time I was in a movie
1: theater. I snuck in the day after that to see uh, Invisible Man, okay. so I did get one more, one in, more in you. But yeah. that was like the late, late show, and it was a pretty empty theater.
2: Yeah, I'm not—no, uh, I'm I'm bummed because I got my birthday coming up in November. And based on the way things are going here in Arizona, I don't anticipate we're going to be in a position where I'm going to want to be in a confined space with people for several hours. Because it's not just one. Usually, you know, Pete, you, you do the birthday binge. I'm going to go— Tried yeah. crime in too, right? No,
1: yeah, heck, no, yeah, right. And
0: and trust I me, feel, I, I, I know yeah. I
2: just
1: did that.
0: <laughs> I, I feel for theater owners. Yeah. I feel for uh, but but you know I think there's a there there's there's a cost there's a price and fifteen cents ain't it like I. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's worth it to see Black Panther or The Empire Strikes Back. Um, Being
1: out for a month and a half, no, not not yeah, worth fifteen no, cents. Not, okay.
0: not not worth it. Um, and so I, and it's so it's frustrating. But uh, you know, I, AMC, I appreciate where they are. They're going to be opening oh, uh, sure. yeah. two thirds of their uh, locations across the uh, United States. I guess is what we're talking about. Um, I mean, obviously they have a lot
1: of new regulations in place. They're limiting how many people, like the number of space between seats and all that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they are working on all of that, but it's still, even with all of that, I just.
2: Unless they have special seating for Bubble Boy Zone where I could just go in and, you know, (laughs) roll myself myself in in the back corner and watch,
0: maybe. That's right. That's right. You know, it's just going to drop oxygen bubbles like right down in front of everybody. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. We're fine. We're for the U.S. is doing Burk. great. We're all fine <laughs> here. How are you? Let's do trailers.
1: All right, Steve, you... You got yours in first in our notes, so uh, take it away. Yeah,
2: but we don't have any A twenty four, and we don't have any red band. Nope. so I was nope, I was because no
1: there's there's
2: not a lot to choose from, and <laughs> yeah, it's it's still I mean it's getting better out there, but again I think what I'm seeing is there's this shift to a lot of original content showing up on streaming services. So my first pick is one that's coming to Netflix on September fourth, twenty twenty, and this is um, just it's one of these things where I watched it and said, I don't know what this is, but look at this cast. I want to see this. Jesse Plemons, Tony Collette, David Thewlis, Directed by Charlie Kaufman. Screenplay by Charlie Kaufman. This is going to mess with your mind. It is called I'm Thinking of Ending Things, based on the novel by uh, Ian Reid, which I have not read, but it is a bizarre movie about a young woman going on a road trip with her new boyfriend to visit his family and... Then just the strangest things happen as you would expect from Charlie Kaufman. I have no idea what's happening in this trailer. I don't know what's real, what's imagined, any of that. I love this type of movie. I'm all set for September 4th of sitting down with a big bowl of popcorn and letting Charlie Kaufman mess with my
0: head. Jake, my boyfriend.
3: It's snowing. Winter is coming on. We have a real connection. A rare and intense attachment. I've never experienced anything like it. I'm thinking of ending things. Huh? What? Did she say something? I don't think so. Weird.
1: Well, certainly the dog's shaking for as long as it does. That's all real. That's All 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 real. You know, I will say, uh, Charlie Kaufman, I uh, we did a series of his films early on in our show. And I really enjoy him. And then I watched Synecdoche, New York, and I was just like I just don't that one hurt my head. I can't no, do no. it too that much. That wasn't too the much. one to
0: watch, Andy. I,
1: I struggled with that one so much. I, I didn't like it at all. And so I skipped Anomalisa, and I'm so glad that you guys covered it on Trailer Rewind because yeah. you finally got me to watch it. And I'm like, oh, this was great. I love this. This is that's what I love out of Charlie Kaufman. And so it, I don't know. This looks bonkers, and it just it's it's that Charlie Kaufman world that I'm uh, very excited about. So I'm totally on on the board for this one
0: yeah i say so the trailer i think dropped last week and i listened to the show, and I was stunned that nobody picked this trailer because it absolutely would have been would have been my pick too. I just feel like it is the Charlie Kaufman that I really loved out of our series. Uh, it is the Charlie Kaufman that I think gives me nightmares, and I love it. Uh, the, the the dog was right. The yes. dog is is uh, it, it's all the what things right now. Uh, yeah, it was fantastic. It was yeah. just the right kind of. It's just the right kind of weird, and I. I so I'm very excited to sit. Down with a big bowl of popcorn um and and hope that it doesn't conflict with my trailer oh uh-oh
1: <laughs> why when did, when does this one open uh, steve this
0: is september 4th oh good september so 4th. you can you can yeah. actually see mine first okay i oh. would have picked picked that one this week and then i saw you know hardest working man in hollywood ethan yes. hawk has a new movie coming out and i thought weird it's called tesla now has tesla nikola tesla gotten more play in the last 5 years than any other like historical figure what is going on with the fa- fascination <laughs> of the battle between edison and nikola tesla it is fascinating to me but here we go another one we have uh nikola tesla is being played by ethan hawk we have uh thomas edison being played by kyle maclachlan and it is a period piece that also has google in it it's <laughs> Crazy. Now, I I was so I was really moved by this trailer because of what feels like a great cast in an incredibly like intentionally low rent production of something that. Uh, It feels like that stylistic choice could work really well for my specific sensibilities. It does not work for everybody. The thing is already trucking at below six stars on the IMDb six star scale. Uh, And so I don't know. I don't know how it's going to play broadly. It feels very much like this is a joke that not a lot of people are going to get.
1: Is nature a gigantic cat? And if so, who strokes its back? May I
3: introduce the brilliant Nikola Tesla, the greatest inventor of the age.
1: If you Google Nikola Tesla, you get 34 million results.
3: It's basically just four pictures.
1: Beyond that, things get murky and
4: more imaginative. Thomas Alva Edison. Got a light? Oh, Tesla, didn't see you there before.
3: I now have the pleasure of introducing you to a novel system of energy. Alternate currents just will transform. transform the way the world works. No, no
2: sparks. sparks, it's perfect. Where have you been hiding?
4: Alternating current is a waste of time, impractical, and deadly.
2: You live I, I love trailer films like this that, that are biopics that, that mess around with that because it reminded me of Itania. It reminded yes. me of twenty four hour party people because I don't know if you've seen seen that one because there's a scene where there's a, there's an event going on and the actual person that was involved in the event is there as the camera pans past and it stops him and he says I don't remember this happening at all and then mo- moves on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's 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 playing with that the fact of like Google all that of looking at it from this perspective, going back and and. Through a through a lens of what we know in the 21st century now, uh, yeah, looks like you've got to do something different because I think audiences want more than just I'm gonna it, tell the story, because again, which version of the story are you gonna tell? And since we're gonna get into questions of of that, who's whose version of is actually right, let's just play around with it. Let's let's have fun. Let's cast Jim Gaffigan in this in this thing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody needs to put so, Jim Gaffigan yes. in the movies. Oh, yes. Jim Gaffigan,
0: and man, he's having trouble. COVID coping trouble. Yeah, uh, really? he does a CBS Sunday Morning bit every morning, and we just love it because it's like how far down the insane train is Jim Gaffigan <laughs> gone today? Oh, he's gardening today. Yes. Excellent. Yeah. yeah, it's great. What do you think of the trailer, though?
1: I I agree. I mean, I you know the IMDb. Uh, Six star rule makes me a little nervous, but the fact that they're doing something really creative with this story and the way that it's being told, I'm like, okay, like, because at first it started, I'm like, okay, we just saw the current war. Eventually it came out and I was like, okay, that one told this story. Do we need it again? And then it's like that computer scene popped up where it's like, if you look, if you search him, I was like, okay, hold on. There's doing something here. And, and the, you know, the text that comes up on the screen, I'm like, they're clearly playing around with the, the, the biopic form. And so that makes me curious. I, I think I'm, I'm curious about this one. I, I, if it were coming to theaters, I'd probably skip it and just rent it. Um, so, uh, I think I will, uh, just, uh, check it out when it does come out digitally and, uh. And uh, check it out then. But uh, when is that happening again? Soon, apparently.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, but hold on. I'll tell you in a minute because I have a different tab open. Uh, you guys, <laughs> did you guys ever uh, check out uh, that great film, Marjorie Prime? Yes. Do you remember Marjorie Prime? I oh, remember us talking about yes. the trailer. Oh, we yeah. talked about the trailer. Did you guys do that on? On Trailer Rewind?
2: No, we didn't do it on Trailer Rewind. Uh, I, did, I did track it down and watch it, and, and it, it's interesting. Why do you bring up Marjorie Prime? It is an interesting Prime?
0: film. Also, The Experimenter. Yes. Yeah, that was the on Experimenter? the show. That, the, that was also on the show. That was
2: Trailer Rewind. That's right. Yep, yep. yep.
0: Well, uh, what you... director Michael Almerida. Ah. Oh. Okay. Okay. He's behind this one as well. That, so, uh, okay. I, that, ex- yes. Cause ex- it, I mean, if it gives yes. you any perspective, like that okay. checks out. No, because like, Experimenter
2: is, uh, did have some of these weird moments where, yes, yeah. right. there were these scenes yep. and it's like they're on a weird backdrop and a yeah, different approach to that. Okay.
0: Yeah, Cymbeline, the man, man who only came out at night. Uh, yeah, so that's that's what we've got from okay. uh, for Tesla. When does it come out, Andy? What a great question! It's like you've done this before. Twenty first of August, twenty twenty. Okay. It's coming next week next somewhere week. Right. somehow. Yeah. Uh, to quote Internet, so we shall <laughs> see. We will check it out then. Cool.
1: Well, I'm looking forward to that. For my trailer, I jumped on this one uh, because one, I love the title; uh, yeah. it's got a great title, and two, I, you know, I I have become one of the people who just am mesmerized when I see Daniel Kaluuya on screen. I rewatched Get Out uh, somewhat recently, and just it was just just blown away, really, by the performance he gives. I think he's an incredible actor. Uh, With Lakeith Stanfield, uh, seeing the pair of them, along with uh, another call to Jesse Plemons, who you just talked about, Steve, in Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, This is a film about uh, the Black Panther Party in the 60s, specifically in I believe it's in the Chicago area uh, where we have Daniel Kaluuya playing Fred Hampton, who is the leader of the party there, and Lakeith Stanfield, who is uh, in the party, but is actually the Judas in this particular case. He's working with the, the feds. He's an informant. And uh, and Jesse Plemons plays the person he's uh, in, uh, talking to. And it's kind of the the way that this story unfolds about how he gets kind of into the fold of the Black Panther Party in the 60s and... Leads to, uh, you know, a, a pretty dark finish. Um, but I'm really curious about this, and just the way that Kaluya had the power in that trailer, just as he was chanting and getting the audience riled up, and us was just like, oh, there's some real energy going on here. I got, I got incredibly excited uh, to see what they're doing here. What did you guys think of this trailer?
4: Deputy Chairman Fred Hampton of the Illinois Black Panther Party.
3: Looking at 18 months for the stolen car, five years for impersonating a federal officer, or you can go home. The Black Panthers are forming a rainbow coalition of oppressed brothers and sisters of every color. Their aim is to sow hatred and inspire terror. I will learn all that I can. can. These ain't no terrorists.
0: Well, anytime I see LaKeith Stanfield, I go a little bit bonkers because of, <laughs> <laughs> of the that that. Uh, Sorry to Bother You, which Sorry I thought to bother was you. so much fun. Um, so I, I really like La- Ste- LaKeith Stanfield, but I'm 100% with you on Daniel Kaluuya. I find that guy just magnetic on screen. To see them together in this movie, to see how Kaluuya has affected his voice, to become this leader at rallies and the way he inspires people, I, I found it incredibly moving um i think of all of the trailers this is the one i'm probably now most excited about um and uh i just looked it just looked great strength it's it's the perfect movie at the perfect time
2: i mean it's it's again it's an important story to be telling at this point in you know in in america um because i don't know this story at all uh, you know uh, he was uh so this is the story of fred hampton who according to wikipedia he died december 4th 1969 so before i was born uh, and again this is that part of history that yeah it wasn't touched on in elementary school uh you know it's one of these <laughs> things that, high school. Or, or high school yeah. just was not and so i i love going back and visiting these stories and learning about what was going on what you know this was something my you know was in my neighborhood. I wasn't in downtown Chicago, but my dad went to art school uh downtown. And so this is something that never got talked about. Uh so I'm really really excited to see this story, to learn a little bit about history in a you know, city that I was, you know, near and you know, visited a lot growing up. Um yeah, this is yeah. very exciting. Uh just, the trailer just yeah, I'm got me hooked on this one cuz it there's it's just so much, I don't know, tension and energy because they just set it up so well of like, I, I'm going to be, to quote Pete Wright, I'm going to pay for my seat, but only use the edge of it, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Fred Hampton also, uh, he founded the Rainbow Coalition, which I thought was oh, pretty yeah. interesting, bringing people together. Uh, and we didn't mention, of course, but Lakeith Stanfield uh, was also in Get Out.
2: That's right. Uh, that's right. So-
1: yeah, but Judas and the Black Messiah, right now it has a release date of 2021, and that's uh, that's pretty much all they've given at this point. It's still in post-production, so we'll keep our eyes out.
0: All right. Have you seen anything? Did you guys see the Newlyweeds? I think that was the only other feature that Shaka King has is, is directed.
1: I didn't see it, but um, uh, no, but and that was a few years ago that, yeah. that he did that one, but I heard it was really funny. I, I heard it was a funny one, so... Yeah. um. Right. i right. I'm I'm definitely curious about it. But yeah, Shaka King uh behind this one as well.
0: Now, what what possible game could we play tonight, the three of us? I mean, we could fix the movie or we could recast something. Oh, I know what, what we're is playing. It Oh, it's, it's Andy's show. Three of it's us Andy's show. He's he. Okay. What,
1: what he, he got? got? Yeah. Tonight's the night. We're oh. going to re-rank 2001. All <laughs> right, no, yeah! It's not even going to come <laughs> out. It is! Re-ranking! No, oh, no. no. All right. No, uh, but we are. We're going to jump back into flick chart. We have not done no. any re-ranking in forever because uh, the three of us have not been, no. even, <laughs> just, even two of us really haven't been on the show uh, in a capacity where we could actually do any ranking. So we're going to jump in and do some re-ranking, uh, just a small, uh, a quick round of it. Uh, mm. Do you want to do 10 or should we do five? I know we're running long. I got it. Until I, we get I, to two
2: thousand one, we're gonna go until we get to two thousand one, <laughs> or under Listen the cherry moon, whichever comes first. Yeah.
1: That. Wow. All right. Well. All right. <laughs> we're gonna kick it off then with Mr. Smith goes to Washington, which is I think number four on oh, our yeah. chart currently, versus No Country for Old Men. It's Mr. Smith. That's a tough one, but uh, yeah, I think I have to go, Mr. Smith. Yeah. It's it, yeah because
2: <laughs> they're both good, but which. <laughs> Which one do you feel good about yourself after watching at the end?
0: <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I, uh, Raga, yeah. Just let me put this bolt shooter right <laughs> between your eyes.
4: <laughs> All right, that next have up be we, have, movie.
1: Uh, we have Spirited Away. Oh, Mr. Smith's held. Study. Okay. Um, next up, Spirited Away by Hayao Miyazaki or Raise the Red Lantern by Zhang Yimou. Oh, wow. Mm.
2: Uh, Steve, I don't films. think
1: you've seen Raise the Red Lantern. That is correct.
2: I have also. Have you seen Spirited I Away? I have not seen Spirited Away, so oh, I'm O wow. for O okay. on this one.
1: Oh, wow. So it's just uh-huh. you and me, yeah. Pete. I am going to, I think I'm saying Raise the Red Lantern. Yeah, I think I am too. That uh, gave it a bump oh. from 120 to 73. Oh, wow. More Hayao Miyazaki. We have Princess Mononoke versus the 2010 Ridley Scott Robin Hood. I gotta go, Princess Mononoke. Princess Mononoke, <laughs> please, Steve. You have seen <laughs> neither of these.
2: I've seen the Robin Hood a long time ago. I have not. I'm I'm lacking in Ridley, my Miyazaki. you saw, the,
1: yeah, the you Ro- saw Ridley Scott's uh, Robin Hood uh, mess. Yes, you did. Okay. Yeah, I rented that because I was like Russell Crowe Robin Hood. This will be good, right? <laughs> he was he was hoping the director's cut would be as strong as <laughs> yes, <laughs> Kingdom, Kingdom of Heaven. Uh, yes, Kingdom, Kingdom of Heaven. Yeah. Right. Well, that uh, Princess Mononoke jumped 301 to 250 surprised that Robin Hood was so high. Yeah. Next up yeah. Wizard of Oz or Intacto. Oh, Intacto. What a Great film. Hands Wizard of Oz down. Oh. What? Ooh. Wizard of Oz is a classic. I, uh, uh, it's fine. Ooh, ooh, no. Steve, have you seen you've seen both of these? Oh yeah,
2: I saw I've seen both of them in the theater actually. I got to see Wizard of Oz when it was like the
1: one of the re-releases, one of the
2: re-releases 70 75 or something like that, but saw Intacto and I and I will say this is this is the issue is because I walked into Intacto, and I think I – I don't know how I ended up seeing it. It was one of these preview screenings. I had no idea what I, what to expect on this thing, and it blew my head open, and so I yeah. go with Pete on Intacto.
1: Wow, okay. Yeah. I, you know, I, I I really love Intacto. I, yeah. I have a hard time faulting you, but I just yeah. – Wizard of Oz is such a classic. But uh, Intacto, it, I was probably in that screening with you. Probably. Uh, Intacto jumped from 202 to 161. There you That's go. not too bad. That's Next hard. up, charade from our recent Carrie Grant mm. series, or Die Hard. Well, wait, I have wait, wait no, oh, oh, the first Die Hard, okay, the first Die Hard, okay. yeah, all right. Charade is in my top five. Oh, so I gotta yes. go with that one, but uh, it's Die Hard. It's a, no, it's but a really no, tough no, but it's Charade. <laughs>
2: it is Charade. How do you not fix Charade? Beat? Charades are number
1: two. Yeah, Die Hard is our number thirteen. Yeah, so they're both in the top. No, they're, 20. they're oh, both good, but yeah. Charade this is a
0: yeah. tough. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's Charade.
2: Oh for yeah.
0: Me. Pete, well, did you? Then, uh, it's, then it's charade. Are, yes. are you conflicted? Are you, you conflicted? I'm, deep, I'm deeply conflicted. Yeah. You guys yeah. make it so easy, but yeah, <laughs> two to thirteen is not a simple wager.
2: Oh, Audrey Hepburn, Audrey Hepburn, Cary Grant. Come on. So Yeah, good. but
0: Cary Grant was kind of it's kind of old man Cary Grant. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Walter Matthau, old man yeah. Cary Grant, yeah. hitting on the young yeah. woman, and it was yeah because that never happens sketchy. in the eighties.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's
0: just. <laughs> Every movie in the eighties every movie in the the eighties there was like a twenty year gap between the leading man and the the difference is, Steve, in the eighties nobody cared about (laughs) it. Right. But in charade, he was visibly moved (laughs) in in every one of those sequences. He knew he was doing something
1: weird. weird. Yes, that's true. It's like Woody Allen in Manhattan. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be
0: fine as long as the police don't break in. I thought you meant just Woody Allen in the city of Manhattan. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> well, that, right, that too. pretty
1: much. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, it's the same thing. Yeesh. Anyway. All right, moving on. That got dark quickly. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next up, Detroit or Gaslight uh, from our Ingrid Bergman series. Absolutely Gaslight for me. Yeah, it's Gaslight. Steve, have you seen Gaslight? Yes. And I saw Detroit, and I did not have as
0: many issues with Detroit, but I will say Gaslight, yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Gaslight held steady in spot
0: 38. Let us say, for the record, that Andy's things about Detroit are weird. Yeah. And Steve and I <laughs> yeah. are oh, of a of a piece on this. Go yeah. back and listen to that show. He, many of his positions are indefensible. Detroit is fantastic. And who cares about <laughs> that window thing that he perseverates on every single time?
1: next up <laughs> moving
0: on oh uh, we have inception
1: or apt pupil inception yeah 100 percent inceptions
0: man remember apt pupil what a movie oh, yeah. yeah was that did you do oh, that yes. in the
2: stephen king series or something is that where that popped up it was so. okay yeah,
0: yeah right.
1: stephen king series yeah next up rocky four or gallipoli oh Hmm, so many montages. Which, wow. which montage will I compare That's I'm going Gallipoli.
0: to go with uh, Gallipoli.
1: I am too. Uh, Steve, have you seen Gallipoli? Oh, yeah. I,
2: I saw that on cable TV when, I don't know, I was in high school maybe or eighth grade. and I Because Mel Gibson and lots of running and just. It was one of these movies mm-hmm. where so much running, so much running. But I, it just, I really connected with that movie at a young age. I was like, "This is." It was one of those films that I remember seeing that I thought Th- it's not a kids' movie, but I, I got it and I enjoyed it. I was like, "I'm enjoying a movie that's more for adults than for kids." And I was in that sort of, you know, adolescent age of like, I can, I can sit through an adult movie and not be
1: bored. This is good. So, did you have a little voice in your head? Yay! I'm a grown
0: up now. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs>
1: yes all oh, right. yeah gallipoli
0: is that what your grown-up voice sounds <laughs> still
1: it is it still does yes <laughs>
0: Yay, I, I paid my taxes. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: much better if you if you continue having that voice <laughs> it throughout does your it life. does help it really, yes. really is. <laughs> all right gallipoli held steady in spot 131 next up the bird cage or the good the bad and the ugly good the bad and the ugly absolutely yes. it's been a long yeah. time since i've seen the bird cage but i don't
2: yeah.
1: it's no right. yeah it good bad, exactly family.
2: okay
1: uh that helps but studying spot 91 the born supremacy or king's row i'm gonna say born supremacy okay i haven't seen why king's row king's so. row
0: what did we yeah, I, where's
1: the rest of me
0: oh Ronald God, reagan. yes ronald reagan in bed yeah, mm-hmm. please give me the other one. <laughs> it's not that bad. Reagan in bed—it's <laughs> like a disease. It's just—I've got Ronald Reagan in bed.
1: Board supremacy held steady in spot two sixty-five.
2: I—I
0: think we liked that movie. I think that's my memory of it—is we liked it. But so easy mm. when you say Ronald Reagan in bed. I mean, come
1: on—that's <laughs> the iconic moment. Okay. you yeah. know, he went the accident from the train yards. Next up, this is incredibly recent, Grand Illusion or Snowpiercer. We should get the people from last week to do this one. <laughs> I
2: haven't seen Grand Illusion. It's on my list. So,
1: uh, I know. Uh, Snowpiercer. I will say Snowpiercer. Oh, okay. Grand Illusion's awfully high, though. Snowpiercer held steady in spot 47. And where are we at? Are we- yeah, we're right around 10. So we, okay, you, so this one will be, can be can our do last one. We have yeah. Rabbit, r- Rabbit
0: or Alien, oh. Alien, <laughs> Alien. I was this was gonna be one of those the other one kind of picks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Rabbit, and you and you know why. But I will always yes. pick Alien because that's one of my top
1: top movies. That's right. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, in our top. Uh, well, it's not in our top twenty, but I know it's I know it's up there for us. So. Uh, well, there you go. Health studying in spot 22. All right. Well, that is uh, well, that was a an nice easy set had, of had picks. A, yeah. We, we had did a few f- jumps. Yeah, there were we a few did. jumps
0: in there. But we didn't come to anything controversial, Cherry Moon no. 2001. I can't no, wait. No, I didn't. That's uh, coming. One, one of these days. Rumble in the one jungle.
1: Indeed. Indeed. Okay, gents. Well, I guess that's it for that uh, part. So, gosh, should we do our lists? <laughs> our what? <laughs>
0: Okay. OK, how would you how do you set up a list okay. that is based okay. on a movie that clearly no one's ever seen? Yeah, right. So this is the that was <laughs> we, we that respect was the, best. the vote. Listening to them talk about this movie <laughs> in preparing for the poll was a massive high point in last week's show for me.
1: You know, I know when it you're talking, made your head
0: lit your hair on fire. I know it did. <laughs> When you're talking about a movie
1: and you're picking list topics, even though we've provided options <laughs> for people who may not have seen the movie and they choose, no, 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 let's come up with our own options anyway. And we can say this because they're not going to even listen to this episode. <laughs> 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 we, they, they pick things. It's like protagonist turncoats. Sure. It sounds, Grand Illusion sounds like there's probably somebody in there who turn who's a turncoat.
0: Yeah. It, it it's like classic cinematic card tricks. That yes. w- would have been more likely.
1: <laughs> oh, so here ah. we are. Protagonist turncoats. <laughs> inspired. Amazing. We'll say inspired loosely by, <laughs> I think Hollywood likes to use <laughs> yeah, that as yes, a descriptor. True. Inspired loosely by the film, uh, The Grand Illusion. Well, and so I Jean have to Renoir. ask you guys,
0: before we start, did you, uh, how did you define turn protagonist turncoat for yourself because it has this sort of revolutionary war era sort of uh uh benedict arnold kind of traitorism sound to it i didn't do that at all oh okay uh, but i'm curious how you approached it
2: well i approached it as if i were to give somebody instructions and guidance on how to do something (laughs) and then they don't (laughs) do that at all (laughs) that's a you know, somebody in charge of something. <laughs> so the main person, a protagonist, that then just completely undermines the authority you've given them as a turncoat. I, I went yeah, more. For, I
0: want you to do this thing. Yes, and then they don't don't do, do that thing. No, totally. No, I see what that. I see where you're going. No, I, Andy, do, you,
1: do you have any rules? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to save my rules for when I uh, when I do my turn. I'm wait, okay, waiting for right. Scoob it'll to show. Better, up. It'll be a better. Leader. I'm waiting for Scoob to show up on his list. <laughs> 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 nice. All right, Steve, you uh you got onto the list first, yeah. so you get to go first. What okay. is your first okay. So pick? I so
2: I I did look at I did take the the protagonist part of like who is the main character or, or one of our main characters that we're following that has that has some type of shift or turn on them that, that's crucial to the story. And I my my first pick is um, a film that I just saw this year for the first time, despite being one of these celebrated classics that everybody should have seen. And this this betrayal, I guess, comes you know late in the film in um, Jean Luc Godard's 1960 film *Breathless*, where the um, Jean Seberg's character uh, basically turns her her boyfriend over. To the cops so they he's she 's been going along with him and has this point, and she basically betrays him, which leads to that great final final scene and that is my first protagonist turncoat
0: that's a great pick it's so much better than my first pick, but i 'm such a serious anyway. pick for this
1: list <laughs> yeah
0: truly, <laughs> truly uh, I have a number of picks uh there's there is one that I would like to get on the board because i 'm reasonably sure that andy is going to put this on here somewhere okay. and i'd like to i'd like to go ahead and own it but it's not a protagonist it's what we like to call a duetagonist uh-huh. uh are you familiar with a, a duetagonist is that what's called a actually a buddy movie it, is that what we call it, that it's, it's a duetagonist versus the antagonist switch okay. and uh and and that starts with the film uh uh after an acrimonious breakup the group is uh, individually brought to this mysterious island to investigate strange goings on, and as it turns out, <laughs> Scoob, Scoob, is, that Scooby-Doo? is it Scooby Doo? Is that Scooby Doo? Scooby Doo, it's the <laughs> ultimate cousin Oliver, Steve. It's Scrappy Doo. So funny so funny oh, right i love you, you so much there. i didn't say mystery ink <laughs> at all i didn't how did you do that? I just
2: know. oh thank you so Man. much that's <laughs> awesome because that was what that's so good I, when i saw that i was like what are they doing what is going on <laughs> in that movie
1: oh my gosh uh, they're, th- those were honestly better movies than I ever would have expected them to be. And I only watched them because I had kids who <laughs> wanted to watch them. And I was like, oh, okay, it wasn't yeah. horrible. I'm just saying, you put... I just really watched f- it to see Linda Cardellini.
0: Yes. Yes. That's right. You put Linda Cardellini yeah. and Matthew Lillard and Sarah Michelle Gellar yes. and Freddie Prinze Jr. They are a new Rat Pack, and we honestly. Didn't- they were great. Right. They were I loved great. Them all they so were much. so funny. Yes. Uh, yes. And I I want to go watch Scream and I want to go. I mean, it's just come on, let's do this. What do you got, yep. Andy? They're here. here. And okay, so my Scooby-Doo? rules for
1: this, uh, trust me, no one is going to, I'm not stealing from anybody and no one is stealing from me. That's the sort of <laughs> wow. list I have. Okay. To because my rules uh, were very specific. Okay. One, they had to be movies I had not seen. <laughs> That's awesome. Two, they're about uh, the actor playing the protagonist who later threw their own movie under the bus, becoming the turncoat on the film they starred in. So first up, and I'm going to leave this as a little bit of a mystery. First up, this is the quote. I'm going to take the movie title out. The actor says, it's the worst film I have ever made. Now, when my kids get out of line, they're sent to the room and forced to watch it 10 times. I never have too much trouble with them. <laughs> 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 I know I'm not even going to bother no trying to get I you guys to guess because you guys will never be able to figure this out. It is Red Sonja from oh, 1985. Oh, and that is what Arnold Schwarzenegger oh, wow. had to say about that particular oh, wow. film.
0: Wow. So first up, Red Sonja. <laughs> that's an amazing. This list is amazing. You've never seen Red Sonja? Nope, nope.
1: Okay. Great. I never heard good things, so. Uh, anyway. All right, Steve. Number 2.
2: I'm going to I'm going to be getting into territory where it's, it's a movie you guys have talked about on the show. I'm pretty sure on no matter where I go with some of these. And so that's just out the window cuz I I'm, I'm looking at these Betrayals and they're they're crucial Betrayals and the next one I want to talk about is is one that you know was a a surprise in the in the film. I mean everybody knows a betrayal's coming, but then the character that it is, it's a surprise. And then it's even more of a surprise when you watch the movie a couple more times and think, well, "Wait, that my logic is broken. How did he get there without anybody else knowing?" And I'm talking about Cipher in the Matrix when he goes into the Matrix and has a meeting with Agent Smith and I'm like, the only way he can get into the Matrix is if somebody is plugging him into the Matrix. So how did he do that for this betrayal to Agent Smith without anybody knowing that he was in the Matrix and putting stuff into the back of his head? I don't know. It broke my brain. But that is my second protagonist turncoat because we needed a betrayal and I think that's one of the betrayals of logic in the story
1: as well the matrix
0: all wow. yes. right okay i uh man you guys have really turned this around on me a little bit and so my i've got i've got i've got choices i've got choices uh these are not as funny these choices that i'd like to go with here and uh so i will do the first one remember back it was it was last year i started watching horror movies mm yeah,
1: I do remember and, you finally turned but, the corner. I
0: did. That. I turned and I came around to a number of them. You remember Midsomar was a, a big favorite of mine. And there is another one that that actually uh, ended up being uh, a, a one that I look at with some favor. Uh, it, it, we're telling the story of a, a family, not contemporary. Uh, they are torn apart by the forces of witchcraft. Uh, I'm talking about 2015's The Vitch. Uh, and I'm talking about the main character, Thomason, w- the witch. When you start off just trying to protect your family, and then they do all kinds of crazy things to you, and you have to kill people in your family. And then in the end, you end up just saying, What the hell? I guess I'll <laughs> sign the devil's book and become a witch. That that was that was an ending that I uh that I feel like um it was just it was right it was right as frustrated as i've been with some of the other horror movies that i watched that one uh i felt like they uh th- that was uh that was okay that was they an eggers good. Eggers ending that i enjoyed so the witch Excellent. okay all yes. right yeah, that's a that's yeah. a
1: good one okay number two for me uh this actress had this to say about the film that she starred in I want to thank Warner Brothers for casting me in this piece of ass god-awful movie. <laughs> it was just what my career needed. I was at the top. Now I'm at the bottom. <gasps> wow. She also had this to, to continue. It was, what it, it was what it was, but I know if we had a chance to do it again, I know we'd make it better. We'll make a better story and have a better villain. I always thought we should have had a better villain than a woman whose face cracked off, but that's the past. I'm over it. But I would do it again. I loved being Catwoman that's right Halle Berry 2004's Catwoman
0: well it may be a little bit disingenuous to say I was at the top and now I'm at the bottom this was well it was
1: right after her Oscar (laughs) wins. then she goes on current Rotten Tomatoes rating of nine percent that's fair there you go that's fair (laughs) wow okay Steve last pick what could it be I've got
2: one that's a classic but then there's one that's my favorite or a a mm. more of a favorite so i'm I'm torn but i I guess I would go this was the first one that came to mind and again it it goes to um you know when you're a idealistic teenager and you're you're watching an action movie and you've got a character that just you know reveals this dark side and it's you realize that it's yeah there's this whole message about evil corporations and you know it's about greed and People are dying, and that's okay, because the co- corporation's going to profit off of that. When uh, Paul Reiser's character, Burke, in Aliens, basically betrays Ripley and everybody, the colonists and everything. And you, I'm just like, Paul Reiser's the funny guy,
0: but I hate him so much in that movie. <laughs> every time now, every time I hear the Mad About You theme, I punch <laughs> Paul Reiser in the neck. Where's that <laughs> face? <Are you> <laughs> that's <anyway>? right. <laughs> nice. All right, so All right. that takes me to my third pick, and I'm going to stay dark on this one. Um, it, it is from what I think is, I don't know, I feel like this term uh, didn't really come about until uh, Get Out, right? The idea of a social thriller, um, mm. Jordan Peele. Mm. Um, I, I don't know, I, I guess it was there, a social horror. I don't know, what do you? What was he calling it, or what were others calling Get Out? Anyway, um, then he did another one. And that other one is called Us. And that movie was not as good, in my opinion, as Get Out. It was not a strong movie, but it still had some incredible imagery. It had some very intense sequences. And it had a twist at the end that uh, it, it is one of those that I felt like as we were leading up to it, you know, you're going down the hall and you. You get to it and you say to yourself, I totally know what's happening. Oh, of course I know what's happening. And then you realize all along when it happens exactly the way you predicted it, that you so deeply didn't want it to happen, that it still crushes you for a week. Uh, The Adelaide Wilson experience for me in us, Lupita Nyong'o's character was just so great. And um, so I, I that is my final turncoat pick is is that one at the end of us yeah it was an interesting
1: one it was an interesting one i didn't i didn't care for it that much either but it definitely had some great performances and she was fantastic
0: she was just amazing she was amazing i'm with you like it it was a movie that did not leave me shaken the way get out did in in many ways but uh but boy i think about her and i'm just i still it's great yeah
1: All right. My final pick. Um, This actor had this to say about his film. He said on a promotional tour of a different film, uh, starts off speaking about an actress in that film. I was such a huge fan of hers. We'd actually had the luxury of having lunch before to talk about another movie. And it was a bad movie that I did. She dodged the bullet. I don't want to tell you what movie. All right. Uh, and then he says what it is. It is what it is. Ethan trees, man. The plants. Ethan. You can't blame me for wanting to try and play a science teacher. You know, I wasn't playing a copper or a crook. <laughs> and that movie was? The Happening. Mark Wahlberg. The Happening. Yes, that is Mark Wahlberg. Who had that to say about his 2008 disaster with M. Night Shyamalan. Another one that I have somehow managed to miss. So there you go. That closes out our lists for this week.
0: (laughs) Now, it puts us in the catbird seat to actually pick uh, a list list choices for next week that have to do with the movie but i do want to just throw it out there that we could continue opposite week (laughs) if we wanted (laughs) because it seems like everybody else is
1: like what are they doing right yeah no (sighs) um well i say we just stick with the stick with the actual movie which is z where you know we are in our uh uh, foreign language films nominated for Best Picture series. And the film is Z, 1969 directed by Costa Gavras, uh, a political thriller about the assassination of a leftist um, leftist politician in Greece by, well, not in Greece, technically, it's in Algeria, but it's it's based very overtly on a Greek uh, leftist politician who was assassinated by it really was kind of like the whole right wing government had kind of uh, created this whole thing to actually uh, uh, take him out. And uh, so it was pretty, uh, pretty interesting film, Um, incredible filmmaking. So uh, I don't know, political thrillers, assassination films. I think we have a a wide variety of options that we could choose from.
0: I would also like to nominate great movie unions. (laughs) Oh, okay, I like that one.
1: (laughs) What was it? It was some acronym. The, yeah, the it was Communist like the year. Union Workers Party or something. Oh, like I, it was... I, I want to say Chud, and I know yeah, that's not what it is. It's not but Chud. It's...
0: <laughs> so I'm all for assassinations. I would also, you know, I've been sort of perseverating on this. Steve, this movie has there are no guns in this movie, and yet it's an assassination film. Right. And so you watch this and you think, well, however, would they do this? It's all clubs, man. Oh, it's a movie where everybody has little like little clubs and they just hit each other on the head and kill each other. And it happens like that. And it's all from traumatic brain injury. Like, wow, you would think they would know better. But apparently that makes autopsies hard. So I feel like. Like unique weapons for assassinations. Oh. <laughs> I I feel like that's been in my head. Like, um. But I like you. I like the idea of that. I just don't know how to put it. And I noticed well, we that you haven't written unique, my unique, uni- unique You you unique haven't weapons. put down my union like, suggestion either. Did oh you? yeah, like well, that what
1: was it again? It was union. Great I, I movie want, unions. Great movie unions. Yeah,
2: <laughs> and by union you mean an organization of people yeah, that are. Like, yeah, with labor unions. Labor unions, some yeah. rather, with the plumbers. With a clever acronym.
0: Okay. mm mm-hmm. unions and-, and I hope that's the one. I really do. <laughs>
1: so we have assassinations, great movie unions. Um Uncon- do you want to do something with kind of um you, you know unconventional? Odd weapons? weapons of yeah. choice. Uh,
0: I'm I'm okay with
1: that. Yeah. Do you like odd or unconventional? I, unconventional. I think I, like, yeah. I, I like unconventional. What do you think, Steve? Yes uh unconventional really weapons like of mayhem or... <laughs> <laughs> oh wow okay yes because now, it's I mean, not, there, yes. they're swinging them
0: everywhere they're swinging them everywhere okay. it like is the
1: guy walking down the street uh, you know they hit him over the head and yeah. drive off and then i saw him he got he just drunk he fell down and hit his head
0: on the curb We was uh, clearly he was hitting the head with a club no he was yeah. hitting
1: the head by the ground. Yeah, I'm telling you. All right, yeah. so I think that's it. Okay. Assassinations, great movie unions, and unconventional, <laughs> unconventional weapons, weapons of mayhem. I know that's going to be what people pick. So good luck, Guys. everybody have fun right. with that on the show next week
0: <laughs> who is who has been blessed well, with it. that next week that is a great question who's on the list so next week i think got, it's you steve uh, it is you steve it's you rob and kyle i know rob and kyle
2: will bring a game on that, oh. if that oh, wins, so i'm they not will. worried about they that Absolutely, yep. will. yes yep. i i love having those guys on the show because we we Outstanding. have fun yes yeah
1: that's gonna be a good one well, I guess that's it, everybody. So if you want to vote uh, in this particular list to choose which of these options will be spoken of next week on the show, you jump into our Discord group and you can go into the Show Talk channel. Of course, to get there, you need to become a member. How would they do that, Pete?
0: All you got to do is head over to Patreon.com slash The Next and become a supporter of The Next Real family of podcasts. For just five bucks a month, you become a concessionaire supporter. And that's what it takes to get access to the show live streams as we were Record early access to shows and, uh, of course, uh, get access to the super secret member channels in the Next Reel's Discord server where you can vote on lists for next week. That's really where the magic happens.
2: Pete, would you say that by becoming a member of Patreon and getting into Discord that they would be part of a great movie union? <gasps> Steve, I see <laughs> no. what you're doing there. Oh. <laughs>
0: Oh, this is (laughs) listener-supported podcasting, Steve. This is is. what you're putting your money to work right here, COVID Central. Right. Listeners like you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We really appreciate it. We should add uh, that uh, we have some merch uh, at uh, thenextworld.com slash merch. And you should check it out. And if you have been thinking, you know – that Marvel movie minute, that custom artwork from the great Joel Micah Harris uh, for season two. The Ultimate Fear logo uh, is great. I want it on my pillow. I would like to put my face on Kyle and Rob's faces. Uh, or if you want to get a mask, you should do it. Now you should do it because we're ending that season. They're wrapping up their show and it's amazing. And we're going to pull that, that logo stuff down and replace it with new stuff. So if you've been thinking about it, you need it to act on it now also i should say as a by way of a plug i have been listening to the upcoming episodes uh as they wrap up their season and they have a multi-part I can't, should i even say this well it's out there on the patreon i guess
1: if you're supporting
0: you guys They talked to Terry Notary, and we have a multi-part episode. This is what they're doing with their credits, the closing credits of Incredible Hulk. They are talking to the incredible uh, physical performer behind the Hulk, Terry Notary. He has an unreal background, and he dishes a lot with these guys. So um, uh, subscribe, get your merch, support the show. We really appreciate it. It's, It's what keeps things running when certain members of the team just disappear for a month and a half.
1: (laughs) All right, everybody. Well, thanks so much for tuning in. We appreciate it. Have a great rest of your day and a great rest of your weekend. And then I guess that's it. So Pete, welcome back. Thanks. Great to be back, everybody. Steve, always a pleasure chatting with you. Hondo. Bye, everybody.
0: Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links. Give us a small commission at no extra cost to you.